it's back welcome back episode five of icebreaker we got a great show for you today i hope everybody had a great weekend and before we start i just want to say that episode five of icebreaker is presented by the pioneers of craft beer and that's fort gary brewing company located in winnipeg just off of keniston boulevard at 130 lousen crescent so uh hope you check them out great craft beers and, and great people as well another pga tour event in the books this past week was the Travelers Championship in Cromwell, Connecticut. A couple players withdrew due to COVID-19 caution as some of their caddies tested positive or family members tested positive. So they withdrew at an abundance of caution for the other players in the tournament so that the tournament could go on. So I think the PJ Tour has been handling the COVID-19 situation absolutely fantastic. So that's good to see. But Dustin Johnson coming away with the victory this weekend and Interestingly enough, that makes him uh, a winner 13 straight calendar years in the PGA Tour, which is remarkable when you think about it. For 13 years to come away with a win each and every year, each and every calendar year. Some people go, you know, their whole PGA Tour career without picking up a win. So to be able to do it for 13 years in a row, and he has more than 13 wins, of course, but the consistency is there. And that's unbelievable uh, for DJ to, to pick up. A 13th year in a row here. The UFC had another fight weekend that was live on TSN ESPN for free and what a main event that was Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker and those guys went 25 minutes and it was a battle. I was watching the tweets pop up on the screen and people were giving their two cents and saying how this might be the fight of the year, fight of the decade, like it was an unbelievable fight whether you're into it or not I just think it was uh it was very entertaining and you know props to those guys and after after they gave each other a hug and uh they they moved on and, and Dan Poirier came out uh, victorious and from my opinion I think he should have so that was you know <laughs> cool for me to be on the right side of the scorecard normally I'm not so I'm kind of picking up uh what they're looking for but not really but uh it just looked to me that he should have won and he did Dana White tweeted out a photo of Fight Island and he put an octagon on the beach, which I don't know if it's being used for practice or for fights, but it looked pretty darn cool on the beach uh, with the ocean in the background. So Dana White's getting the Fight Island going. And of course, it wouldn't be an icebreaker show if we didn't mention Bruce Buffer at least once. And his intros yet again were fantastic. The NHL draft lottery was held on Friday night. And wouldn't you know it that the teams that get eliminated from the play-in series, the best of fives, they all have a 12.5% chance to win the first overall pick in this year's NHL draft. So when that concludes and all the plans conclude, those teams that are eliminated will all be put in another draft lottery and they'll all have an equal chance to win the first overall pick. So, you know, if you're looking on Twitter or your social media feeds, that's teams like you know, that could win it, win the first overall pick, like the Jets, the Flames, the Oilers, uh, the Penguins. Wouldn't that be scary? Another first overall pick to the Oilers or to the Penguins because they don't have enough good players. So uh, that'll be really interesting and entertaining when, when the NHL draft holds the second draft lottery to see who ends up with the first overall pick. But uh, crazy to see how the teams that lost out didn't win the lottery. So it'll be really interesting when that happens. The MLB released a 60-game schedule. And to me, this makes sense. The MLB plays a ton of games, literally no off days. And, yeah, you can say baseball is not the hardest sport and they can play every day. But 
60-game schedule will be super interesting. All those games mean not much more. It's not game one of 168 anymore. It's game one of 60. So all those games have that much more meaning. And I think, you know, when it comes down to it, playoff baseball start way earlier. And from my understanding, the way it breaks down is you play your division teams 10 times and then a mix of uh, the NL or the AL, depending if you're in the American League or the National League, you'll play a mix for the remaining uh, 15 or so games before, you know, decide the seating and heading into playoffs. But 60 games will be interesting. Uh, it'll still be a lot of baseball and they're just condensing the season, but looking forward to when that gets going. Cause it, it's not a summer without baseball, at least in my opinion, I, I do enjoy watching baseball here and there. Uh, you know, the Red Sox kind of adopted them as my team as I lived in Boston for a few years and they won the, World Series when I was down there and I got to enjoy the parade so maybe I'm a fair weather fan but I did enjoy going to Red Sox games and uh, rooting for the Sox and I know the Jays are in their same division and the Canadian team and I do enjoy watching the Blue Jays play and the young talent they're bringing up but uh, just excited to see it getting going. We have a really great guest today a goaltender who's played and spent time in the National Hockey League and the American Hockey League and Grew up right here in Winnipeg and went through the Winnipeg minor hockey system and then into the Western Hockey League where he played for the Seattle Thunderbirds and then eventually being drafted in the second round of the Colorado Avalanche. And this season spent time with the Red Wings and the Grand Rapids Griffins and the American Hockey League. So we're pleased to be joined by Calvin Pickard. Mac, thanks for having me, buddy. What have you been up to here since the quarantine started? Ah, uh, well... Our season, I think, ended uh, March 11th, um, played on a Wednesday, Thursday it was canceled, and then uh, we were coming home, I think, the following Tuesday, which would have been the 17th, and then, um, you know, had to get home. I mean, it was it, we were planning on having a baby um, early May in Grand Rapids, but obviously once this, uh, this all this stuff happened, we were uh, going to make the move back to Winnipeg, um, you know, good to have it back at home, and had uh, had our little girl Blakely um, May 18th, so that's uh, taken up a lot of our time, and and uh, you know she's doing really well. My wife Courtney's doing really well, and and uh, in terms of a hockey perspective, um, you know for a while there we couldn't really go uh, many places, but uh, um, bought a Peloton last year, which ended up paying dividends this year, which was nice, and then. Uh, now that stuff is, uh, you know, slowly getting back on track, back at uh, Focus Fitness at the Iceplex, and uh, finally back on the ice now, which is nice as well. What do you rate your dad's skills here on a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, work in progress, I'd say. Uh, you'd have to ask my wife that same question. But uh, early on, uh, pretty good. Um, you know, I, I have to stay away from the golf course a little bit more, but uh, – Right now we'll go seven point five out of ten, but we're uh, we're looking to improve that number. That's pretty good score. Yeah. So, uh, what's I'm the uh, is the golf is the golf game taking a hit here now then? Golf game's always taking a hit. Yeah, you just ask your brother. Um, I mean, my best round all year has been like ninety two or something like that. But I mean, I don't get too worked up on the course. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm out there for morale support. You know, the guys that take it a little bit seriously, I like to poke poke at those guys a little bit like your brother and um but no I love getting out there for sure yeah no it's a it's a fun game humbling game for sure yep um wanted to ask you about your WHL career what do you remember most about playing in Seattle you look back on it 
Yeah, no, there's a lot of things to look back on that. Um, you know, obviously I went to my first training camp when I was 15 um, and I did really well and they kind of slotted me in there as a 16 year old. So uh, I came back here, played for the wild with the intention of going back to Seattle and playing there as a 16 year old. And, um, you know, right away I had good billets, obviously as a city, Seattle's fantastic. Um, met a lot of great people there. Um, and they also gave me a great opportunity to play right away. When I was 16, I played, I think, 47 games, which was, uh, which is unheard of. It still kind of is, but, uh, um, if, if I had to pick a couple things to look back on, definitely the friendships I made in Seattle, but, uh, you know, the opportunity I had playing every game, facing a ton of shots, obviously I'd have a couple of those records just to ask me, but, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's, it's, I had a great experience there. Obviously I would have loved to play in the playoffs a little bit more. I played in the playoff series my first year there. And then the last three years we didn't, but, um, there's a lot of good lessons I learned there, um, how to be a good teammate, how to be a good pro. Um, and then obviously a lot of uh, different situations I learned on the ice with, with good games, with bad games, and it definitely prepared me for uh, going to pro hockey. Tell us about your records. Oh, well, since you're asking, um, what was it? Most, most shots against, or most saves? I can't remember the exact number. It's like a million or something. Um, <laughs> Minutes, most minutes played because I mean, I was, I played 47 games as a 16 year old. And then my last three years, I don't think I was ever out of the net, except if we were out of playoffs the last game of the season. Um, I think that's it. I, there's some unconfirmed records, probably most losses ever. <laughs> um, maybe most goals against ever. Uh, I never won in Tri-City. They were a division team. I think I played 20 games in Tri-City's rank. I'm sure a lot of people can attest to this. It's a tough place to play. It's just not where you want to play. But um, I think I had like something like 15 to 20 starts there and never got a win either. So that's got to be a record for sure. Yeah, it must be. And I'll, yeah. I'll attest to that. We went down there this year and it, uh, it was a pretty wild place. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how do you even explain it. Like, obviously, like junior hockey, you're, a lot of it's, I mean, it's, it's kids, right? Kids playing hockey. But I've never been chirped so hard. And just like, I don't know, it's hard to explain that the fans there are so mean. In the U.S. <laughs> division especially, it was, I've never experienced that type of fan, like not abuse, but just like the, the amount of comments made from the crowd. Like I thought it was going to get worse at the pro level. I, I don't think I've ever had anything near it. Yeah, Crazy. and even the Seattle fans, like they love the – the Thunderbirds, like when we went down there this year, the fans on social media, like their fans were tagging us in it and just like, yeah, playing, well, having fun, but like still, I've never seen that. The Seattle fans are fantastic. Yeah, like we, we didn't really give a great product on the ice when I was there, but right after we left, obviously Barzell played there, um, Ethan Bear, a few good players played there, and, and they ended up winning a championship. I can't remember, was it three years ago, maybe three, four years ago? Three, four, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they deserve it. It's a great fan base. And I, I heard stories from guys coming in and telling me, like, the same thing for the Seattle fans. They would take care of their, their uh, opposing players pretty well, too. So, Who was the uh, best player in the Western League when you played? That's a good question. I played against a lot of them. Um, well, my first year – when I was 16, guys were 19. I'd say, like, Jamie Benn playing on Kelowna was really good. Um, but as I got older, 
Uh, actually, my brother was unbelievable my first year too when he played in Tri-City when he was 19. Um, to this day, he's definitely the best goalie I've played against at the junior level. Um, but as I, as I got further into my career, Portland had powerhouse teams. I mean, it was Johansson, Niederreiter, uh, Barchi. Um, there were some really good players. And, and I, I would probably say Barchi. He had my number. He, I think he scored like four times one game on me. And uh, he was always tough. And honestly, playing against him in the NHL as well, like Vancouver when I was in Colorado for the most part, he always just somehow found a way to score on me. I'm sure he loves seeing me when I'm in that. <laughs> what was you brought it up? Uh, interestingly enough, so you played against your brother for a year or two. What, yeah. what was that like for the family? Yeah, it was it was pretty special. Obviously, I played for the Wild when I was 15. I go to Seattle when I'm 16, and obviously we're division opponents, so it's gonna happen at some point, especially when I'm getting that opportunity to play quite a bit. Um, I think I played against him in an exhibition game. We ended up winning, but I mean, it's exhibition, right? It yeah. doesn't really count. And then obviously we get the opportunity to play against each other in Tri-City. Um, I can't remember how the first, I think it was, we lost in overtime. We for sure, it was, it was closer, but like I didn't play very good. And then there was another game where um, I think, my goalie partner got injured. It was like one nothing for us halfway through the game. And then I went into the game and we ended up losing seven one. So that was, that was not good either. But I think I played him maybe two or three times, lost all three, but he never, he never had the, uh, the courage to come play me in my own barn. For some reason, I think he was injured when they had a back to back in our rink, never got to play him. I think we beat him one time in Seattle, but my goalie partner was playing, but I still to this day have never beat him. Yeah, he wanted to stay in Tri-City there where you never got a win. I guess smart. Yeah, but smart yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked at the numbers. <laughs> Do your parents make it down for those ones? Um, I don't know if they made it down for those ones specifically. Um, I remember when I was 14 going to Tri-City for Christmas to watch him play because he was Carey Price's goalie partner, Carey Price at World Junior, so he got a good opportunity to play there, so he went down there. Um but I don't think they ever saw us play head to head because um, it's tough. It's tough to plan those things. You never really know what's, who's getting the starts and whatnot. But uh, my our, our parents have definitely seen us play a play a fair share of hockey though throughout the throughout the days. Yeah. Um, now, I, like up to the NHL, AHL. Where's your favorite place to play? What arena? On the road. Yeah, we'll go road. Um, okay. Uh, We'll go AHL first. Um, before this year, I'd say Grand Rapids. I always played really well there. Good building. Um, I would have to. I would try and say Winnipeg, but I always play like not very good here. Uh, I don't have great numbers in the in the MTS Center. Um, I like Toronto as well. Obviously, played there for a year, but uh, love playing there. Love going to Toronto. Always a good atmosphere playing in Toronto. Um, NHL, I mean, NHL is tough to pick. Um, if I had to go off the board, I love playing in Dallas. When I, when I played in Colorado, I love going there and playing in Dallas. Um, Winnipeg's obviously a great atmosphere. Nashville is a pretty common choice. Vegas the last couple of years is really good. Um, if I had to pick one, Boston is pretty good, actually. Ask your bro about uh, stealing two out of the garden. Uh, 
Um, but no, no, I, I mean, I would, I would go with Dallas because I played there quite a bit. Colorado was, a, you know, when I first came into pro hockey, they didn't have great fans. And by the end, they had good teams, great fans, good atmosphere. I'd go with Dallas. Yeah. Um, I was going to say here, uh, coming to Winnipeg to play, what, like, do you enjoy that? Or is it something that you could do without just coming home? Um, I mean, I would, I would obviously, I mean, coming home to Winnipeg is always a great opportunity. Um, see friends, you know, you go away for a while and you always mark down your schedule where you get to go home and, um, you know, everybody wants to come see the games. It's obviously different from the NHL to the AHL level, but, um, but for whatever reason, it's like you get a little bit more worked up. Like you, with TV and everything, everybody watches every game. But I come in, even when I'm in the American League, it's like it's like an added like little something where like everybody's in the building. And um, no, I wouldn't say it's a distraction. I just for for whatever reason can never get it going here. I, I won, I think, just one game when I was here with the Marlies. I lost a couple with San Antonio here. Lost this year with Grand Rapids. Um, and then lost a couple with Colorado playing against the Jets. But, um, but no, I, I love coming here. I love seeing everybody. I love the building for whatever, whatever reason, no success. Does it, uh, people hitting you up for tickets coming out of the woodworks when you're back? <laughs> Probably more so earlier in your career. Yeah, I'm, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had to learn to draw the line, especially in the NHL when you have to pay for tickets. Yeah, I learned the hard way there. But, uh, <laughs> but the HL, I mean, you just write, write guys' names down on the list and everybody's welcome but uh but yeah no I did have to learn my lesson when I I think I left a few tickets I can't remember where it was and it was early on like I didn't I didn't really even know I think it costed that much I thought we had a great deal or whatever wherever we went for player tickets and then I remember seeing my bank statement it was like I can't even remember like over (laughs) a thousand bucks I was like what is that so that was a good eye opener for me and because some of these buildings, obviously Montreal, Toronto's gotten ridiculous for tickets, and um, it's tough to accommodate everybody. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, as far as being a player growing up, everybody's dreams to play in the NHL. What do you remember about your first NHL start? First NHL start, uh, Hockey Night Canada in Montreal. Um, I got called up two days before on a Thursday. Um, I got to the rink at in Chicago, we were going to play the Chicago Wolves on Friday. I actually wasn't even starting the next night. And uh, we went, we flew from Cleveland to Chicago, went to IHOP for breakfast, got to the rink for uh, practice. Uh, my coach came up to me and said, do you have your passport? I go, yeah, it's right on me. He's like, all right, you got to go to Chicago here to grab a flight to Ottawa. So I'm like, awesome. So um, hop on the flight, go straight to Ottawa. In rush hour traffic, we play Ottawa that night. It's their home opener, I think. Get to the rink at six o'clock, seven o'clock start, ceremony, starting lineups or whatever. And then two minutes into the game, uh, Red O'Bara gets ran over, and I'm in there, and I'm just totally just laughing about it, mentally shocked. This is how it's happening. My first minutes in the NHL. Whatever, go through the game. We lose four three. I kind of blow it. Like not a great performance. Um, and then the next day we have a really hard practice and Patrick Wiley kind of challenges me is like, yeah, like you weren't very good last night. You got another chance tomorrow to prove it, prove it to me that you can play at this level. And then obviously if that wouldn't have gone well, I wouldn't have had many opportunities after that. But, um, you know, Saturday night in Montreal, it's, it's a great, 
obviously an unbelievable venue, huge building, you know, great traditional, you know, atmosphere. And, and uh, going to that game, we ended up losing 3-2, but I played really well. And, and uh, you know, that kind of kick-started that year for me. And uh, Patrick Waugh got the confidence in me. And, and uh, you know, that year was a good, good year to start. Couldn't even imagine walking out in the Bell Center with that place rocking and yeah, I, I was I was shaking there for a while. I was like, ah, this this might not go really well. And then I was just like, during the national anthem, I was like, all right, like this might be your last opportunity to ever play in the NHL. Like you don't get many, especially as a goalie. If you mess up a couple times back to back, you might not get another chance. So I was like, screw it, just gotta just go roll with it, play well. And I had a great first period. They, I think they scored a couple in the second um, quickly, but I mean it's a kind of a runaway train when when they get rolling in there but uh yeah it was a 3-2 loss and and it was uh I played really well so it was a crazy experience could only imagine that who's uh when you're playing you're suiting up guy on the other side like who who do you not want to play in the NHL yeah um I don't know I've, I've I think Patrick had my number there for a while um I don't know. It's it's tough to say. Like uh, so many good players. I know. You, every single night, it's it's somebody new. You know. Um, I don't know who was in the Colorado's division. Nashville. I mean, Philip Forsberg is tough. Uh, what about that Liney guy? Liney, yeah, he scored a few on me, probably. Um, I, I I I'm more I'm more aware of. I feel like Shifley and Wheeler when I play the Jets, though. Um, obviously, um, Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas, who else is in that division? Nashville, Nashville, Colorado, Winnipeg, Dallas, Chicago. I mean, Chicago, obviously it was Kane was, you got to be aware of him. He was fun to play against. Even like a couple, like I played against Detroit a couple times earlier in my career and like Datsuk was playing and he was, he was one of my like favorite players to watch. And then I was playing against him and some, some of the stuff he was doing around me was crazy. Stopped him in a shootout, though. <laughs> Look up the clip. I think he hit the post, but did he try that? Uh, that Deke does? No, he wouldn't dare that, do that on me. Oh, <laughs> um, who's the best teammate you played with? Uh, best teammate played with a lot of good ones. I've been a bit of a suitcase the last few years, so I've met a lot of people. Um, uh, Tyson Berry is a great teammate. Um, Kevin Connaughton with Arizona, unbelievable teammate. Gabe Landeskog. Uh, and then uh, I'd say Vincent Laverde when I played for Toronto Marlies. Unreal guy. I've, I've had the pleasure of meeting a lot of good people. I find, like, guys who play longer are automatically good guys because I feel like the not-so-good guys get weaned out pretty quick. Yeah, no problem for sure. Well, Cal, just uh, thanks for joining us today. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Mac. Thanks for having me, buddy. Well, that wraps up today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed my chat with Calvin. I know I enjoyed it. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media at Icebreaker Show with two W's on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And then again, like, subscribe on YouTube. It's Icebreaker Show and appreciate all the ratings and positivity on Apple Music and Spotify. Hoping everybody has a Another great week and uh, maybe you can get outside and enjoy the weather, maybe play around a round of golf. Let me know how you did and uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>